Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? You know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome In the Booth on a busy day here today. Thursdays are always uh, boisterous. We'll have Mike Waters coming in on the show a little bit. See if he can name six members of the 2003 National Championship team. He was dying to get in on the call last week when we played pick six. Mike's probably been doing his studying. And we'll have uh, pick six for a pair of tickets to the uh, Boston College game. In fact, two pair of uh, tickets up for grabs today in uh, pick six later in the show. With him, it would be fun to just throw a random year at him and see if he could do the starting five. Like if you were like yeah, 1998. He probably could. You know that I I couldn't do a great job at that, and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. It's because they all uh, mesh together. Yes, yeah. You know, they, so it's hard for me to, you know, I can ballpark it obviously, but uh, specific teams or years to say, you know, the what I know who played with who vaguely, and that's that's another way to kind of do it. But to rattle off at a given time, it's uh, not as easy as uh, one might think for yours truly. But uh, Mike's smarter than me and better than me, and has been around at, uh, the team and program longer than me, so maybe he can uh, rattle it off. A uh, little bit of news coming today related to Syracuse basketball. For those of you that uh, follow it closely, maybe our season ticket holders, maybe our involved or regular participants and even if you're not so regular you might want to check out the hardwood club banquet i know we uh, advertise for it here on the station from time to time it's uh sunday march 10th it's always kind of the wrap-up of the year and the send-off to the conference tournament coach Beheim runs down the roster and makes jokes and that type of thing so that's fun and it's a send-off uh for we don't really say seniors anymore because there aren't a lot of seniors in college basketball. Frank Howard uh, would be the guy in that group, but I think we all know a few other people potentially that are on the team now that probably will not be on the team next year. So uh, a send-off for them, and it gets everybody psyched up and ready uh, for the postseason. It's uh, been very successful in terms of turnout here for many, many years, uh, setting Syracuse apart from other programs that have uh, kind of done away with this type of thing. But uh, one of the parts of that banquet every year is the Vic Hansen Medal of Excellence is given to somebody attached to the Syracuse basketball program for uh, the contributions they've made to the game and back to the program, et cetera. And uh, Jerry McNamara is this year's uh, honoree. And so congrats to uh, Jerry. It's uh, well-deserved in his case. He obviously was a tremendous player. Everybody knows that. But I don't think people know how much he's really poured in to his job as a coach and you can't really do it any other way but Jerry spends so much time with these players puts so much effort into recruiting uh, the individual work that's done first of all individual work before and after practice and getting your position players better is one thing that's before you even get to to game day uh, the level of the scouting though he comes on with us and does these various radio shows, and I know he was just on with uh, Stephen Fonny and and uh, the show that he does and the show prior to us. 
he really does a great job with that. He's, he's very good on the radio because he takes everything he does seriously. He's going to do it uh, in a professional manner. And uh, he's he and Katie have raised a great family and uh, very happy for Jerry in the way that uh, he's come from that. Uh, the kid from Scranton that was the prolific uh, high school player in a small uh, high school program. And uh, everybody knows the story of his playing here in the 03 championship and uh, all of the contributions he's made in that way. And so uh, Jerry will get to be recognized uh, in front of the Syracuse fans for that. Tickets are dealt with uh, through the Orange Club on that. So if you want to call the Orange Club, I believe it's still uh, 315-443-1419. 443-1419 gets you to the Orange Club if you want to check out the banquet this year uh, down at On Center. So uh, do take advantage of that. Congrats to uh, Jerry McNamara. We'll have Mike Waters talking basketball in a bit and tickets to give away to the Boston College game coming up. We'll look ahead to BC here. Boston College coming off a loss to Duke. Uh, Syracuse just beat them in uh, Chestnut Hill, so a pretty quick rematch. A couple of the themes we've been talking about with the Oranges, you know, I'm not going to beat them up. I don't. I was about to say struggles. They're not struggling, really. I mean, they're... Seven and three in the conference. They do get exposed here and there by pressure defenses. So they had a tough go at home against Georgia Tech and the loss the other night from 22 down in the first half. They made it a one point game in the second half against uh, Florida State, but were beaten by a team that was better on that night and certainly played better. You look at that, though, and say, what is that uh, or where is there to be concerned about going forward? And this is a comment from Coach Beheim related to the team's dribble penetration, which does concern you if they can't get out of your Tyus Battle, Frank Howard, Elijah Hughes, O'Shea Brissett, that core. If those guys aren't getting by people, it could be a problem. Obviously, they're good defensively, and we can't get penetration on either team, which is what I said at the beginning. We cannot get by them. You have to get by. When teams pressure you, you have to be able to go by. And Tyus is the only one that right now can get by. You know, um, anytime you see a pressure defense, and you know we're going to see that sometimes. Uh, you you know you have to be able to get by people. Simple as that. Well, and that's how the offense is designed. If especially if you aren't making shots, who can you drive by and and get to the basket? Um, and certainly Tyus Battle has proven he can get to the basket against anybody. Uh, he has good games and not so good games, but um, he is, by anybody's measure, one of the very best players in the ACC at 31 points in the first game against Boston College. I think BC is the type of team that's uh, conducive to you know spreading the floor, and the Orange had, did a nice job uh, offensively. They shot the ball extremely well in the uh, first BC game. We'll see what uh, BC offers uh, defensively uh, this time around. They're uh, not as strong a defensive team, certainly, as Florida State showed the other night. O'Shea Brissett told our uh, Brian Higgins after the game as well that uh, getting to the basket, uh, certainly in the Florida State game at least, uh, had been difficult. Obviously, they're... Stuff gets the basket. They're a defensive team, older so we had to find different ways to get you know easy points. You know, I feel like I think Tyus and Buddy um, got a couple steals, and that led to transition buckets. Um, you know, open threes. Elijah and Buddy were able to hit. So um, you know, we weren't really scoring the half court, but you know, our defense made up for it in that run. So 
in the run when uh, the Orange came back from 22 down. The defense did uh, stiff, and the shots weren't going in quite as easily for uh, Florida State and uh, made it close, but uh, we beat that dead horse here on yesterday's show. The uh, effort that was uh, put into digging out of the hole uh, was so significant that there wasn't a lot left uh, to come out of the tank. Now is the chance to have that game be uh, put away uh, from Tuesday night and a build-up to this uh, 2 o'clock game against Boston College in the Dome on Saturday. We'll visit with Mike Waters about that here in just a few moments. Syracuse women with a big game tonight on the road at Louisville. Also, the Jim Beheim Show will be out at uh, Carabas Italian Grill in Fayetteville. You can join us on uh, TK99 there tonight. Uh, figure to have a big crowd. We'll have tickets to give away at that show as well. More to come. Just getting rolling here. Brought to you by CH Insurance. This is In the Booth on ESPN Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It is time for our weekly visit with Mike Waters, powered by Drivers Village and Oswego County Mutual Insurance. Time to talk basketball with the Syracuse.com Orange Basketball beat writer. Mike, would you like to name six members of the 2003 National Championship team? I think I could get there, Matt. I think I could. I know know you've been studying. More importantly, you just did an Ask Me Anything deal there on uh, Reddit. How did that go? Holy cow, am I tired. Um, Yeah, it's an hour-long question and answer session. Did you have to type your answers? Yeah, you type in the answers and you look around. Your next question's there and try to get to them all. And it was great, though. We had a lot of really good, insightful questions and a few oddball ones. I I was the one that asked, what what are you wearing? Mike, I was the one that asked, what are you wearing, if you were wondering. I didn't see that question. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a sensor catching them before you get there. Well, <laughs> I didn't see that one. You know, give, Vera give Wang, a, Polly, Vera Wang. <laughs> if you can't, give me one good, insightful question and uh, one oddball. Uh, of course, somebody asked me what kind of music does Jim Beheim like. That was Come on sort of oddball. Yeah, it was fun. You That's know, also I, no. You know, isn't that widely known? Springsteen, right? Yeah. They play Springsteen yeah. every time he comes out of the the tunnel before the games, yeah. right? Yeah. I always like to make note of what song it is, you know? So, um, insightful people were asking me about O'Shea Brissett season. Uh, they were asking me what's wrong, going wrong with Frank Howard this year. Uh, do you think, uh, you know, uh, what, what do I think this, the guard rotation is going to be next season? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, now I know what Jim Beheim feels like when like all he wants to do is get ready for Boston College on Saturday. <laughs> sure, put it in your uh, your crystal ball. Uh, well, those are the, some of the same types of questions that we thought we would get into today, and I see you also have a Mike's Mailbox, which you do on uh, Thursdays as well. So uh, all good stuff there with Mike Waters. Let's start with that idea of Frank Howard. I don't know. I mean, he's not really been himself the entire year, but the game the other night to me was a next level. He seemed to be in a fog. Totally. Um, you know, Jim Beheim after the game said he just can't get by people and says he's just going side to side, and that's exactly what was going on. It's I don't know if he can't or doubts whether he can get by his man, but against Florida State, he didn't even attempt it. He, he wasn't trying to dribble drive. Uh, and Syracuse needs him to do that because if you're the point guard and you've just got the ball out front and you don't make that defense work at all, 
Well, you're the equivalent now of some of Syracuse's centers who aren't any kind of offensive threat either. Now, you have to make the defense work. And because he was, it was nothing was happening with him on the floor the other night. I think that's why you end up seeing Buddy Beheim out there for 26 minutes. Right. Yeah, he he played 26 and Frank Howard 14 uh, in the last game. But Howard had a couple of turnovers and again, just total head scratchers. Uh, I am willing. Howard's built up enough for me. I know, and again, I know he hasn't had a tremendous season. I, I scrap that one and just see if he can come out uh, back closer to himself in this uh, next game against Boston College. I'm sure he'll start and and be given the opportunity uh, to do just that. But uh, was so sloppy uh, with the ball, just a couple of, of crazy uh, types of turnovers that you shouldn't uh, see out of a senior guard in that one. You know, I don't know if there's any new ground to break on the center's not giving them anything. I don't know what you can do about it at this point. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Yeah. Pascal was able to give them a few points against Pittsburgh, but they ran a couple of nice little pick and rolls, and, and, and he was able to turn while facing the basket to and receive the pass. Um, he's just so lacking in normal basketball instincts. Like even when he sets a pick and rolls to the basket, he'll roll the wrong way or not finish out his his move to the basket, and it, it it's it's infuriating at times. You're like, no, don't do that, do this, <laughs> um, and it's hard to just teach somebody. There has to be some level of instinct for the game, and offensively, it's not there. Now it's seven foot two. You can still do some things for him. Um, and you try to do that. Now, Florida State's a tough one. You know, they started, they actually, they're like the one team in the country that can start a kid taller than Pascal, and then they can bring in a six foot 10 kid, and, you know, they make it tough for Pascal in there. Um, there was a time earlier in the season where you thought Marek Dolashai was going to be able to play the five a little bit, and when he was out there, open up the offense a little bit more. You've kind of seen that diminish a little bit, and that's, you know, what economists call diminishing returns. Uh, it's not a perfect fix. So, you know, I think, but I still think you'll see Marek out there at the five spelling Pascal. And if he can knock down a three or if they can move, they can, at least with Marek, you can run some offense through him because he is a terrific passer. And so he can set other guys up for me. But if you'll notice, it hasn't really happened in a few games. I think some teams have gotten wise to it. No, you're right about that. And he had back-to-back games with five assists, Dolajai, and uh, he's not been a major contributor in the scoring column here in recent games. For him, it just seems so much to be about matchups that uh, he can have a great game uh, here or there and then be uh, ineffective or just have it not be his day against some some of the bigger, stronger teams. Certainly he against uh, Florida State was hard to see how uh, Dolajai was going to be much of a factor there. You know, uh, Coach Beheim said something after the game. I was just kind of still doing the post-game show and following on Twitter as people were uh, putting out what he said in the, the press conference. And I'll ask him about this tonight on his radio show. He phrased that about Fiondo Kevin Gelly as he's as good as any player in the league, any player. <laughs> and, and when you when you say that, I mean everybody knows what you're talking about. You're saying this guy's as good as Zion, or he's as good as a you know lottery pick. But uh, he was pretty. Yeah, fierce, I mean I that's thought. the first thing you think of when he says when he adds that 
any player. It's like, oh, you mean any player? Like yeah. everybody. We're, <laughs> we're including Zion Williamson in this conversation. I think that's what he meant. Hard to know. Um, but let's even take Zion out of it for a minute. But let's take the odds-on first player taken in the NBA draft out. Now you have the rest of the Atlantic Coast Conference. And he's saying a kid who doesn't start at Florida State and <laughs> plays about 19 minutes a game is as good or better than anybody else in the league. And I'll tell you what, I believe him. Yeah, he was that awesome. That kid is really good. And, you know, okay, so who else is good in the league? R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish? Well, what have you seen out of those guys that tells you empirically that they're better than Fiondu Cabangeli? Uh, I'm telling you what, I was so impressed by this kid. Wow. Uh, he's he, he's big, he's strong, shoots the three. I, he's got some areas in his game that I think if we, you know, got him out there and, you know, poked a little bit, we'd, we'd find some holes. Um, you know, how well does he handle the ball? Um, you know, can he create for himself and stuff like that? But, man, um, no, the kid's good, and it's just mind-boggling to think he's playing basically half a ball game every night. Sure. I think we need to keep pointing out with Florida State, and people want to get down, oh, what a bad loss. It was the number 22 team in the country playing at their best. They're on a hot streak now, four wins in a row, and Kevin Gelly looked great. The shots went in. You know, he he had had eight three-pointers for the season coming in. He was four for four that night. And he just got on a heater. He was feeling it at the start. And, you know, one shot sort of earns the next. And I, I mm-hmm. thought on that particular night he put on a show just in terms of his ability and confidence. And I would think the reason that a guy like that doesn't start, Mike, is that he is foul-prone, um, really at both ends of the floor. So they get Kumaji in there who's imposing with his ridiculous size at uh, at 7-4. And then he and Kevin Gelly can – basically split time, but uh, yep. Kevin Gelly comes in after uh, everybody else has broken a sweat. Yeah, he, Leonard does not like to play uh, the 7-4 kid, Kamaji and Kevin Gelly together much. It's kind of tough uh, because, like, who does Kevin Gelly guard at that point? Right. Um, but, so, and he likes to start the 7-4 kid, and I get that. That's I would start him if only just to jump of the opening tip. Right. <laughs> you see how he got that one, by the way? I mean, he basically doesn't even hardly gets off the ground and just sort of sweeps it, you know, like horizontally with the, or parallel to the, the court. He just kind of whack and, and knocks it into the, the backcourt. I mean, O'Shea Brissett wins his share of, of jump balls. And, uh, you know, in this case, Kumaji is not going to be beaten. Wasn't going to happen that night. <laughs> um, but, you know, the other thing too is that I, some coaches like to bring that guy off the bench who completely changes things and can give you a little bit of a spark. I don't know if bringing Kumaje off the bench does that. I think bringing, bringing uh, Fiondu Kabangeli off the bench, he does. He's obviously not anywhere similar to, uh, to Deanna Waiters, but it's along the same lines of the type of player that you want to bring in off the bench right away and just completely change your look, maybe energize your offense, you know, juice the team, um, maybe take advantage of, you know, you, you bring him in right when the other team starters are kind of get hitting that first little mini wall. Hey, let's bring a guy in fresh right now. Um, you know, I like that. And you mentioned earlier about this Florida state team. They're, they're a much different and much better team now that they've got Phil Cofer back too. You know, so yes. there is another six foot eight forward veteran that really helps round this team out. 
Mike Waters, our guest in his regular Thursday spot, brought to you as always by Drivers Village and Oswego County Mutual Insurance. And let's just finish up, Mike, with a thought toward the Boston College game. This is a team that Syracuse beat on the road. Uh, Tyus Battle had uh, 31 points and six assists in the win. That was a game, actually, we should point out that Frank Howard didn't play there uh, in the, the tail end of it. But they, you know, Kai Bowman had his 21, Syracuse wins it on the road. That one was also without Winston Tabs, who's had a very good uh, freshman season for BC. Um, uh, as we speak here, trying to Google to see if there's any update. I know that uh, Tabs, they had hoped, would be ready for this game. Have you heard anything more on that? I've not. And But like you, it's what I had heard uh, going back about a week ago, that they were hoping that they would get the kid back. Um, he didn't play against Duke earlier this week. Uh, so, the, you know, the question is, is like, you know, has he recovered within like the three days or four days that they're going to have in between games to get ready? He does change them. He doesn't make them any bigger, um, which helps Syracuse in a way because Syracuse sometimes struggles to rebound. Uh, so Boston College won't be any bigger with, with the Winston tabs out there. But he takes some of the ball handling pressure off of Kai Bowman, can let Kai move off the ball at times. Um, he he allows Jordan Chapman to kind of swing around a little bit, uh, you know, find his openings in the corners and on the wings. You know, Chapman is a kid that scored 21 against Syracuse, but it was a hard 21. He had to take 12 three-pointers to get there. He only made four. Now, you know, you generally don't want Jordan Chapman scoring 21 against you, but if, but if he has to go to those links to get there, you're probably going to be okay. Um, but I don't know. I, he might be far more efficient. Uh, with with tabs on the floor, so I, I think he could make a big difference. Um, I'm lobbying to get Saturday's game changed to just a one on one game between Tyus <laughs> Battle and Kai Bowman, and I really think that with your help, we can we can get a sure. little bit momentum behind this idea. With all I my mean, clout, this would be great, right? One on one, Tyus versus Kai. How would you do it? Would you? Um, so we'd cut it down to half court. Mm-hmm. You could bring in temporary seats around the half court right mm-hmm. so would we yeah. just just those two against each other by ones the 21 or no i would say three pointers count two points two pointers count one we go to 21 got to win by two um best out of three right i was gonna say you got to do a little kind of a series right yes yeah would that be, be more physically taxing for those two individuals, do you think? It'd have to be, right? They play the whole game anyway. They right. <laughs> they play 40 minutes. So everybody else would be out there with water and towels? or Yeah, you, know, you could have like you know your stools like you do for boxers in the corners. And, <laughs> or you would know. there be like a JV game at the other end with uh, Hughes against... <laughs> four on four. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. Well, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. All right, I'm with you on that. Th- that actually... Uh, it brings up with we you know it's kind of a talk radio topic where you bring up the all star games and skills challenges and, and that type of thing. There's a reason that those don't exist anymore, but there was an era when they did, when everybody didn't have their hand out to quite the same degree that they have now. The the amount of money that you would need to maybe make something like that happen would be um, would be significant. But why can't we do that maybe maybe at the Final Four, Mike? Instead of oh. a, instead of a senior all star game. Why not have a senior senior uh, one-on-one tournament? Tournament. Oh, my God. You can shorten the games down, make them go to 7 or 11. Right. You know, get, get order, stuff like that. Oh, that would be fantastic. All right, I'm taking credit for that idea. we got to go. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> That's an injury waiting to happen. So what? They're seniors. They play a senior all-star game anyway. Right. 
Come on. Um, let's do it. Why don't we do right. an actual senior all-star game where we get like Dr. Keep, J? Keep and... Mike occupied so I can get uh, this idea locked in uh, <laughs> I would rather watch a break. senior one where Dr. J plays and Larry Bird. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I think at this point, people that are that and far they past their prime. can't move anymore. Yeah. USTrademarks.gov going online right <laughs> yeah. now. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. Are any of us watching that three-on-three stuff, though? No. No, unfortunately not. I mean, I, I, I think it's an okay idea. Did, they did it a second Sees it's not going on now, right? They don't compete you know, with real back basketball. Back in the day, back I think it was the I think it was the seventies, might have been early eighties, but I think it was the, 70s, the NBA actually did do a one on one tournament with players. NBA players right. played one on one games, and as a kid, I was fascinated by it. Well, I think what it does, and it's the basketball version of the old, you know, super campy. You can find it on YouTube. The old home run derby. Yes. How great was that? Fantastic. Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. And are you kidding me? <laughs> At, there's a little trivia question. You know where those games, those were played? The home run derby? Oh, oh, it's a trivia question. Um, no, I'm going to blank out. It was called Wrigley Field, but not, not in Chicago. It was Wrigley Field. Wrigley in LA. Yes. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And the host yeah. was Mark... Uh, his last name escapes me. Speaking but, uh, of senior, oh, wow. you're yeah. dating yourself pretty good. Well, I, mean, it's, I watched them all on reruns. I think I'm sitting oh, there watching yeah. Willie yeah, Mays. same here. Oh, I'm not that old. All right, Michael. Yeah, I, yeah, some of the kids we deal with here. I was watching Twib Notes. That's right. Paulie's Mel Allen. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Michael. i got to get working on this idea. So we're going we're gonna to turn you loose, okay? All right, Matt. Listen, all right, buddy. You know, if you make a million off of it, just uh, you know, remember your, your old pal here. I'll, I'll cut you in. Appreciate it, Michael. Mike Waters, he's the best. It's uh, Syracuse.com. He and Donna DeTota, Chris Carlson, Dennis Nett. What a team they make. They're doing a fantastic job uh, covering got the a basketball great story team. Coming. Great story? Yeah. I'll tell you more about it later. That's a good tease. Are you going to share it on the air? No. Okay. I'm just telling you. All right. Back with more <laughs> in the booth. Get ready to call us. Time to line up on the phones. 315-437-7644. 315-4ESPN44. We'll do pick six. So get in line. You have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Boston College game on Saturday in the Dome. That's as we continue in the booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance, in your corner. Welcome back in the booth, brought to you as always by CH Insurance. Good to have you with us on this Thursday. Jim Beheim show coming up tonight at Caraba's Italian Grill out in Fayetteville. And... Uh, Yes, Paul. I was just going to inter- before you introduce Rick. I was going to drop a little nugget on him because he's uh, a rock guy. Did you know that Ace of Base won Best New Artist over Nirvana at the MTV Music Awards? That is fascinating. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good talk. Rick Dulio is in uh, for Pick Six. He is our uh, resident uh, referee. How come when he does it, everybody loves it? What's his thing? And they're interesting when I do it. Yeah. It's kind of like the audio, uh, or the pop-up, pop-up right. video. Yes. Pop-up audio. with Rick. <laughs> Hey, that's a show name. Man, I, like I, got, I got some I like fertile, it. fertile I like ideas it. here today. All right, uh, so here's the deal. When we play Pick 6, you can call us at 315-437-7644. That's 437-7644-ESPN44. You call in, you pick a category of the uh, six that we have Set up for today, we put 30 seconds on the clock. If you name six in the uh, category in the 30 seconds, you are a winner of a pair of ducats to the uh, Syracuse-Boston College game. 
which is in the Dome on Saturday. So 315-437-7644 gets you going. Robert in Rome is first on the show today. Hello, Robert. Listening on 96.5. Robert, are you listening on 96.5? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, we appreciate that. Tell your friends. Okay, all right, you ready? You have a number between uh, one and six. Four. Four. Oldie but a goodie, you got it. Okay, Robert and Rome, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. We need four. Or we need uh, six places that Syracuse head football coach Dino Babers coached before Syracuse. There are 13 of them. We need six. Hello, Robert. <laughs> Robert, are you there? Robert is a gunner. <laughs> That topic is intimidating. It, I just was going to ask, do we think it actually is intimidating, or did Robert call the wrong show? Or Robert didn't even hang on for the hints. We, I would have given a hint if there was even a the slightest sense of a pulse on the I, other side. If there. he had said mega dittos when he said <laughs> we would have known he was on the wrong show. 437-7644, ESPN44. Well, that one's off the board now for anybody yeah. that calls the rest of the way. So yeah. I would I would think that's a, a positive development. Yeah. So, uh, Rick? We could mix in Do You Care while we're yeah, waiting was, for callers. Would you like to do that? Sure. But again, call us, folks. We have tickets to give away. Why wouldn't you call? 315-437-7644. The Mavericks traded Harrison Barnes in the middle of their game last night. What do you get, like a tap on the shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess there's video of his reaction as it happens, and it's, he's kind of shocked. Okay. It's like he was sitting on the bench and they approached him? Yeah. yeah. Hit the that showers, w- kid. Yeah. That probably would have been a better part to better way to maybe introduce that. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, the Cubs uh, deal with WGN-TV ends this September. Kind of sad. They're starting their own Cubs network. That is, uh, that's a long, long time affiliation. It's one of the reasons that there are Cubs fans all across America. The same reason there are a lot of Braves fans for TBS and a lot of Cardinals fans for KMOX. And uh, that is kind of sad, but uh, the Cubs will be fine. They have excellent uh, broadcasters, and I'm sure they'll stay on with them. Mike in New York Mills, also all right. probably listening on 96.5. We're Heading out that in, way. In the Utica, Rome area. It's big time. Hello, Mike. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Good, man. Uh, give me a number one to six, not uh, five. Not I'm sorry, uh, not four. One. What was it? Number one. Let's no. do number one. Number one. All right. We mentioned at the start of the show that Jerry McNamara is uh, getting the Vic Hansen Medal of Excellence at the upcoming uh, Hardwood Club Banquet. So with that in mind, we need the six 2,000-point scorers in Syracuse basketball history. Take a shot at that, Mike. 30 seconds on the clock. Ready? Go. All right, Billy Owens, Lawrence Moten. No. Yes. John Wallace. Two. Uh, Derek Coleman. Three. Sherman Douglas. Four. Stevie Ooh. Thompson. No. Nope. Uh, 2000, yeah. 2000. Yeah. Five. Wow. Teammate. Oh, man. Teammate. Teammate. <sighs> Uh, Warwick. All right, All right, close right the enough. bell had close not <laughs> You played in the echo of the whistle there, Mike. Uh, good job, Mike, in New York Mills. You've got a pair of tickets. Good work there. 
Lawrence Martin, right, Derek Coleman, John Wallace, Jerry McNamara, Hakeem Warwick, Sherman Douglas. The uh, top six scorers in Syracuse basketball history. Yeah. Good job, Mike. That a little bell, positive mojo going. That bell's about two seconds long. Yeah. So he got yeah, he, in. He got in. He got just in. Under, just under. Rick is our uh, resident referee historian. Let's go to All things pick six. Delvon or Delvin in Syracuse. Is it Delvin or Delvon? Hello, Hello, Delvin? Delvon? Yes. There we go. Welcome to the show. Are you familiar with uh, the rules? Are you in a meat grinder? (laughs) All right. All right. That's not going to work really with Delvin nor Delvon today. Wayne in the truck. Wayne calls from the truck a lot, I feel. Wayne, do you live in your truck? <laughs> well, my wife would tell you I do. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, Wayne, you ready? We got uh, from uh, one to six, except for, well, let's see, we're going from one and, four. one and four off the board. Did somebody already get the Dion Babers category? No, never. But you can't pick oh. that. That's not a category you can pick. Come on now. It's already been oh. done. It's already been done. <laughs> okay. I'll, two, I'll three, try or... to help you get it off. Okay, let's go one. Uh, one was taken, so we're going to give you two, and that is oh, two. Sure. Yeah, that is uh, we have Rick here. That is uh, based on their recent Hall of Fame or a Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, selection for Aerosmith. What we need is six Aerosmith songs. Okay, you can do this. Ready? Thirty seconds. Rick can help. Ready? Here we go. Thirty seconds. Go. Let's go. Toys in the attic, but um, uh, dude looks like a lady, living in an elevator, um, crying, crazy, living on the earth. Six, he got it. Boom. Keep going. Keep going. Go for the record. Oh, no, look out. Dream. Walk of fame this way. (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood walk this way. All right. That was really good. That was very good. That, that was Wayne in the truck. Outstanding Wayne. work there, Wayne. Wayne listens to a lot of Aerosmith in that truck. Apparently. Good man, Wayne. He's uh, You got good taste. We're not listening to this horrible... He's dreaming on. He's <laughs> good job there, uh, Mike and Wayne. So we had a couple that uh, that crushed it. Robert and Rome, you're welcome to uh, try again another time. Maybe another category. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for giving it a shot on that. All right, we'll uh, bang a break here, come back, and hit another couple of... Items on uh, Polly's Do We Care list as we roll along, and more to come as we continue with In the Booth on ESPN Radio. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait, the other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. Couple more items. It appears that the Chiefs have told Patrick Mahomes that he can no longer play pickup basketball. After a viral video of him playing basketball went out. Well, sounds like the virus is the problem. No, no. Leave the jokes. No, okay. All right, yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> we bring Danny here just to laugh at the everything. Get Seth in here. Seth would have laughed at that. Seth, Seth and you could use as one of those, this show's taped in front of a studio <laughs> right. audience. No laugh Seth laughs needed. at the disclaimer. Uh, you know, I, I think these guys can... They can get hurt doing all kinds of different things. I would, for me, if the quarterback wants to be competitive and uh, stay in shape by playing hoops, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yes, he can and will turn an ankle. People have done that uh, throughout history. Uh, I would not put pickup basketball 
in the category of skydiving and surfing and some of the other things that you want these guys not doing. But if you have that kind of investment, well, you can call the shots. So Why don't they just put him in a hamster ball for the offseason and make him roll around in that so he can't get hurt? There you go. He's a kid. He's going to... It's going to do a thing. We already hit on this. Uh, Aerosmith could be getting a, or is getting a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Yeah, it seems to me like they don't already have that. Who who has one that they don't, or what's the process I don't for know. it? Why wouldn't they have one? But uh, good for them. And, a lot uh, of good songs, as uh, our man Wayne in the truck just knocked out. Another thing that you love, uh, the hot stove of baseball and basketball and trade deadlines, the Marlins are expected to trade JT Romuto to the Phillies. Yeah, outstanding catcher, all-star last year, very good defensively and offensively. I listened last night to some of the guys on MLB Network uh, talking about how great a fit they think he'll be for the Phillies going to a a small ballpark. And Phillies are going for it. Good for them. Uh, That's a a place with a great history, great stadium. Fans love it. So... uh, like to see the the Phillies be competitive and Real Muto could benefit here if they end up signing one of the big fish then uh, what a team that becomes in Philadelphia so uh, good for him Marlins I saw a big fish huh he was a Marlin sorry Marlin there you go okay see that one <laughs> it took a second to sink in I was thinking of fish names like Tim Salmon but he's, he's been... long ago retired <laughs> um Steve Trout, Mike. There is Mike Trout. Steve Trout, the ill-fated uh, career, but Kevin Bass. Yes, uh, the Marlins have cut down their ticket prices from last year, which stands to reason because they are not putting a competitive team on the field. I mean, they've got to find something that gets you uh, into the ballpark. They're uh, really going bare bones there. Real Muto was one of the few guys that was spared when they were trading everybody off at this time last year. And they had good players. You know, they went to other places and, and excelled, uh, most notably Christian Yelich. But uh, I, hopefully Derek Jeter's got some sort of plan there, strip it down to the bare bones and and uh, build it back up. But for now, you can get in cheap on the ground floor of Marlins baseball. Ten bucks gets you in the door, and uh, they've got a lot of other things where they've slashed the prices down significantly. Anything else? No, I was. Just, that's just another one that uh, my Padres were in on and will not yes. get. Yes, your Padres, you and uh, Teddy Lightner, my Padres. They're only my Padres when they I mean, win. Yes, right? yes, yeah. That's just, my my boys have won, right. and then when they lose, your Padres <laughs> have lost. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, front runner, right? Uh, all right, so we've got uh, the Coach Beheim show tonight out at uh, Carabas, brought to you by Americu. Good to uh, see some. Sponsors and folks out there, hope you can uh, make it out. We'll have another pair of tickets to the Boston College game to give away this evening. And uh, check out the women's basketball game tonight, too. It's a big one for them. They're at number 15 in the country on the road at number 2 Louisville. Uh, maybe the biggest uh, regular season conference game for uh, Quentin Hillsman's uh, women's team tonight. Brian Higgins will have the call. Brian's birthday was yesterday. They'll have that. Uh, he'll have the broadcast for you tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. Back tomorrow on the show talking lacrosse with Ryan Powell, the uh, Syracuse lacrosse opener, both the women and men in the Dome tomorrow. So thanks to everybody that uh, took part in the show today. Rick DiUlio, Tommy, and Danny, and Polly. I'm Matty. So long, everybody. This has been In the Booth, brought to you by CH Insurance on ESPN Radio.